Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Today is just one of those really hot, humid, crazy days here in Florida, but, you know, we live in Florida, so there are prices that we have to pay, especially with climate change, and the pandemic continues to keep on keeping on, and for those of you who are listening to the show live or via podcast on your favorite podcast platform, live on iHeartRadio, um, you've probably heard all the news that Florida has record numbers of cases and lots of craziness is going on. And when I talk to people, they keep saying things like, I am so done with this pandemic. I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm just so tired. I can't keep quarantine anymore. And that really hit me that so much is going on with people. The whole idea of mental endurance, how can you keep your mental focus, your mental clarity when everything around you seems to be falling apart or it's just too hard for you for whatever reason? Why do some people, are they able to, during pandemic, achieve everything they want to, take their businesses forward, lose 30 pounds, increase their workout regimens, and other people, they gain what is now being called the COVID-19 and stop exercising, start eating really badly. What is it that has some people able to hold their mental endurance and others not? So I'm so excited that I have my guest on the show today. Uh, Jay Galea is one of the top experts in the field around, and it's actually Dr. Jay Galea. He's one of the experts in the field, he works with elite athletes and sports executive with Sports Psychology Service. He's got a proven track record. And um, Jay, I'm so grateful you're on the show today because so much of what you teach and work with athletes really applies to non-athletes today. Would you say that that's an accurate statement or not? Well, well good morning, Laura. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And, and I would say you're 100% correct. Um, what I'm noticing and my colleagues are noticing is that um, the area of anxiety, stress, as it bleeds into uh, affecting our mental focus is running rampant uh, today with so many reasons behind it. And, and it, it seems to be just a growing and growing concern. And, and what we're also noticing is that the symptoms that are behind it for so many people almost feel like it's the common cold where people will talk about having a runny nose or an ear infection or a sore throat. Oh, you must have a cold. And all of a sudden it's, you know, I have a headache. I have body cramps. I have, oh, it must be a cold. And it just seems to be something that's weaving its way into people's lives in so many ways and forms because of the stress and anxiety of the times it becomes really hard for a lot of people to sort of stop and, and reevaluate what's going on in their life at the present time. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed it myself significantly. And 
you know, with the, the sound-induced vertigo that my listeners know I've been dealing with for two years really bad the last year, um, you know, I've had to change the way I do things. So just even going out for a walk could be very difficult for me because if there's loud noises around or anything like that. I never know if it's going to trigger me. Riding a bicycle, all those different things can make it hard. I consider myself a pretty mentally resilient person. But I've noticed that I'm even beginning to struggle, and I'm not watching the news. I'm not really reading the news that much. But there are some days where I'm not getting, I'm not doing anything. I just want to sit on the couch in the corner and almost cry because I've just watched the world change so much. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's scary what we see day to day, day to day. As we all know, whatever news channel we watch or radio channel we listen to, you're going to get a perspective of what's going on out there. And uh, at times for myself, I have a hard time trying to decipher what's accurate and what's not. And unfortunately, all, all we seem to to gravitate to is the constant, constant negativity that we that, that's out there. And I think it's the people who are able to absorb that, but also find their, their track and their path to their next goal, their next level of accomplishment are the people who are, are the ones that are excelling and speeding past a lot of us right now. And, and when we see those people speed past us as they accomplish more goals and check off another thing on their list of accomplishments, it can, for many of us, push us even further back and, and make us feel like an even bigger lump in the corner of our couch or our bed day to day. And that, in turn, can feed a lot of the depressing symptoms that hold us down and weigh us down. So what can somebody begin to do? I mean, Jay, you've, you've coached you know, professional ice hockey players, MMA Major League Baseball. I mean, the list goes on and on. And, and you've dealt and helped people with concussions, which, as many of us know, and I've had several people on the show talking about it, you know, that mental damage that can occur due to a concussion. I feel like the whole world has been hit with a concussion right now. Oh, very, very well said. Well, you know, there's a lot of things that people can say and a lot of things that people um, can prescribe, but I'll just share with you some, some simple, simple sports science that is applied every single day with every level of athlete, especially those who we find to be so successful. Um, what we know in sports science on, on the physical side, as well as the mental side and emotional side it's something really, really simple, and it goes like this. It's finding out what works for you, finding that, that secret concoction of whether it be sleep, rest, or it's just simple routine, and, and finding that, that simple concoction that works for you and just repeating it day in and day out. One of the things that we see with some of the world's most highest level of performers on the athletic side as well as the business side, is they find a routine and they just stick to it. And when they stick to that routine, not only do they see results over time that become encouraging, but what they also do that's most important is they reduce that 
inner mental chatter. And that chatter is, is the same thing that, you know, we've all experienced when you walk into the lunchroom and you, you hear people talking and you wonder if it's about you and if it's wonder if it's about what you said in the class before or what's about to come up in the class ahead. All of a sudden, these distracting thoughts and feelings start eating away at time, your confidence, your motivation, and your all-around focus. What the best of the best do, both in business, uh, as executives, or, or even people on the playing field of sport, is they find that routine that allows them to not only find day-to-day success, but it also eliminates a lot of that chatter. Because what happens is there's very, very little decision-making that has to go into their day. When they know their routine and they know what they have to do to just be successful for the day, there's no thinking about it. They just move on. And to give you an example, many years ago, um, my mother and I were watching uh, movies on a Saturday night and we were flipping through the channels. And there was the show that had the character uh, Ernest. And, and I forget what the movie was exactly called, but my mom thought this was so hilarious. And in this movie, this simple fellow um, was, was fretting over the day ahead where he had this big meeting that he had to go to. And he had to be ready and organized and polished. And he said to himself, well, I wonder what I'm going to wear. And he opens up his closet and there's like, 15 suits, 15 outfits waiting for him, neatly pressed, all hanged up in perfect row, and they're all the exact same outfit. And my mother just broke out laughing and said to, to me out loud, she was, I wish my life was that simple. <laughs> and <laughs> and she, was, she was the lady that no matter if we were going to work, going to get groceries, going to church, whatever it may be, half the bed was always covered in at least five to six outfits that were a thought in her head. And, and for her, there was constant, constant chatter, constant chatter of, you know, what if I run to this person or what if I end up seeing that person and just going to get milk required at least two changes of jeans and at least three different t-shirts. And, and that's just an example of what goes on for a lot of us that holds us back day to day from taking that next step forward and, and either being productive for that day or moving towards some big goal that we have set before us. That, that's really interesting because the last couple of years before my mom passed, my mom loved shopping and I get my love of shopping from her. and loves clothes, earrings, all of that kind of stuff. And what I noticed was she kept wearing literally the same clothes for days and days unless I switched the clothes for her. And mom had some dementia things going on. So I would literally have to take the clothes and throw them in the wash. She lived with me. And I had some physical therapists and occupational therapists over here after mom had had a fall to help her um, recondition herself. And one of them, the occupational therapist said, would it be okay if I go look in your mother's closet? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, cause I was willing to talk to anybody who could help me help my mom. 
you know, have a, a less stressed life. And she looked in mom's closet and it was packed, right? Just like my closets are packed. And she said, if you could have the amount of clothes in here and have it just be really simple for her to go in and pick something out, it would help her. And my mother overheard this and she's like, no way are you taking anything out of my closet. I wear everything in there, which I knew was not what was actually happening, Jay, right? And what I ended up doing was while mom was in the shower, I started taking some clothes out, you know, like just a few pieces at a time. And then there was more white space, so to speak, in her closet. And then every morning when mom would get ready to get dressed, I'm like, hey, can I help you pick out your clothes? And she's like, no, I don't need any help. I'm like, oh, but you look so pretty in this. And I began, like, picking out, like, two pants options or two top options for her. So she only had to pick one or the other. And if she was having a really good day, she may go, oh, no, I want that one that's in the closet instead. And all my friends know she had a a wall full of um, inexpensive costume earrings. And Mm -hmm. I found that she only wore the same earrings over and over unless I would help her. So I think it's like the same thing you're talking about. Minimize her choices because then mom had a great rest of her day because she started out with less stress. Well, you're, you're totally right. And, and it's funny because you and I have a lot in common. I, I once people have met me and, and seen my closet, my, my line is, I am my mother's son. Um, I, I, I have this thing about shoes. Um, I, every pair of flip-flops seems to be on sale for me. And it's a scenario where... I constantly find myself following some of the trends that my mother has ingrained in me. But truly what we talk about um, throughout our life is we talk about simplicity, right? There's no one that I meet that says to me, as I get older, I want my life more difficult. As I get older, I want more choices. It's as we get older, inherently, we talk about minimalizing our life. As we get older, we talk about minimalizing some of the things that we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. That's truly what we're looking to have earlier in our life as well when we're trying to accomplish certain goals and and become productive. So the ability to eliminate scenario time where we're, we're basically wasting due to idle time time to react and be productive and, and engage in the things we want to do is crucial. So, you know, for athletes, I, I often tell them or ask them questions that more or less will, will describe scenarios that, that relate so well to them directly to sport. And, and those scenarios kind of go like this. What is the difference between, you know, a, a minor league athlete and an elite athlete? And what ends up coming out of it time and time and time again is we hear speed, reaction time. And again, it doesn't matter if you're going from college sports to pro sports, if you're going from college to your first official big office job. You know, what are the, what are the things that you notice? Well, everyone seems to be smarter or they're more skilled, they know what they're doing, but their reaction time to things is so much faster. 
And to be able to say to a young athlete or even an executive per se, if you could take a situation that for most people takes five seconds to decipher what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and reduce it to three seconds, how much more effective would you be? And there's no one that won't respond. Oh, I, I would dominate. I would, it would be the difference between everything. I, I, I could not only make the team, but, but reach phenomenal goals as a, as a member of that team. And, and what are we talking about? We're talking about reducing idle time, idle chatter, you know, those scenarios that cause us to have, you know, paralysis by analysis. Oh, I, I've and, been and there. For, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and if we can eliminate some of those things, you know, or at least reduce them, how much more time would you recoup in a day, in a week, in a month, in a year? It's, it's phenomenal if you, could, if you could calculate it, if you could stop, watch it, and add it all up. One of the things that I keep hearing from people is, you know, because you talked about everybody wants to sort of simplify as they get older versus make things more complicated for themselves. But one of the things I keep hearing repeatedly during COVID is I want my options back. Like people feel like their options have been limited, not by their own personal choice. And, and I know you deal a lot with athletes who have had injuries, who not by their personal choice, their options have been limited. How do you work with them? How can we translate that idea to what the average person might not, wow. might be dealing with? Well, that, that's a really deep question. That's it's a very, very deep question. I, I could call you Jacques Cousteau. That's so deep. Um, Aww, I, I used to love Jacques Cousteau. Man, my parents and brother and I used to watch Jacques Cousteau all the time. Right? So, right, right? Yeah, yeah. For that memory? I, I had uh, two, two Navy grandfathers, so Jacques Cousteau was always on. I can see him with uh, the little beanie on right now. That well, and Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom. <laughs> Some of those people 
are looking for something different. They're looking to add to their life. And that's a little bit different. You know, for some of those people who might say, I want to add to my life. Those are people who might be in a good place and are able to jump and, and hop and launch into different things in their life. And they may be looking for some encouragement or they may be looking for um, some sort of, of confidence that would, would say to them, you can do this. Let's go try this. So e even though the two scenarios are ones of, of people trying something new, having to muster up confidence um, or even some form of resiliency to attempt something new, they're a little bit different um, based, based on my experiences okay, so let's, that, I, that I work with. Let's talk about the two because I think it really fits what I'm hearing from different people. Uh, we've got several minutes just before national news break. So let's pick one and, and just start breaking that down and what people can sure. do. Let's use the scenario of people looking, feeling like this has happened to me and I've lost control. This has happened to me. So one of the things that I would say to people is this, um, a very famous movie uh, a few years back that got a lot of attention, won a bunch of awards is the movie Gladiator. Oh, I love Russell it. Crow. So during times of, of this is happening to me, this is happening to me, what do I do? How do I gain control? I often will say to, to those I work with, let's take on the role of Gladiator. And let's, let's not just take on the role of Gladiator. Let's take on the role of Gladiator in that famous scene where he and the rest of, of the Gladiators that were, were taken in as... as as slaves and thrown into the big Colosseum. You can sit back in that Colosseum as the other gladiators come in and attack you, such as life. You can sit back and say, I'm going to fight this all on my own. I'm going to, I'm going to pick a, a corner of uh, that, that Colosseum, which is <laughs> impossible to find because it's oval. And, and I'm going to fight this battle on my own. I'm going, to, I'm going to rely on myself and myself alone, and I'm going to fight this battle on my own. And, and if you remember the movie, there's a few that tried to do that, and it didn't work out very well for them. No. But, but what brought them victory was coming together, working as one, pulling in your resources, and pulling them in close, and working together with a, just a little bit of organization. So it didn't matter that there were some warriors in that little shell that they created with all of the shields that they were given. It didn't matter that some were smaller, weaker, stronger. Together, they created that, that solid tortoise shell that protected all of them, and they all walked out. So how do we relate this to, to real life? Well, it's simple. It's to say to ourselves, who are the people around us that we know, we trust, and whose opinions mean something to us. Who are the people that are the movers and shakers in our life, the people that we know, not kind of know, but we really know? And who are the people that we can go and share our story with immediately? Is to be able to come together with your resources, take a little piece of paper, it doesn't matter if it's a pen, a crayon, or something else, and start pulling together our list of those that we can rely on. Okay, so let's have listeners do that. 
write together a list of who you can pull on to help you regain control over some aspect of your life. And we'll Welcome back, everyone. And if you are just tuning in, um, I have an amazing guest with me today, Jay Galea. We're talking about mental endurance, mental resilience. He is one of the um, top folks. He's Dr. Jay Galea on optimal performance. He works with elite athletes, sports executives, um, you know, you name it. He's worked with people dealing with concussions, recovering from injuries, or just making that difference, as you said, from, say, a minor league player to the one in the show in the stadium with the Yankees. I'm a Yankee fan. Can't help it, Jay. (laughs) Born and raised. I've been in, like, every stadium. I remember, you know, my parents have photos of me being held in their arms at Yankee Stadium. So when I was a little baby. So before the break, you were talking about two different kinds of people. One is they're feeling, say, right now in COVID or, say, after an injury, things just keep happening to me. I want a return to normal. And then the other kind of person who's like, oh, this is an opportunity to add options to my life. And before the break, you said, we're comparing to the movie Gladiator. This has happened to me. And you said, gather resources to work together. Start writing that list. What what happens from there? Well, what happens from there is you quickly start realizing how easy it is to empower yourself. And and what we notice in, in life is that when things seem to get dark, we we get quiet. And and again, there's there's two people that that fall into that darkness. It's the person who just sits there and hopes that something's going to change. And there's the other person who says, I'm going to take this opportunity while no one's looking to make change happen. And, and hope is, is a dangerous word for a lot of us because hope can get very, very confusing um, in, in terms of what it is and what it means. Hope is something we all need to have day in, day out with our faith, with, with just life, period. And it's an important ingredient uh, for all of us. But hope is not a strategy. And there's a lot of us that will refer to hope as a strategy. And, and that's where we fall into a bigger, bigger hole. One of the things that we really want to look at when we're making this list is getting comfortable sharing with people what's going on in our life. The moment we start getting comfortable sharing with people and, and those people on our list what's going on with our life, not only does it become easier and easier to share our story, but it becomes incredibly astounding how many people can relate and know someone or they themselves can help us or our cause or our situation in some way, shape, or form. I'm constantly on a daily basis amazed with how small the world is. And, and what I really, really realize again and again, day to day with everyone that I work with, is that for a lot of us, the help that we need, whether it's business, professional, personal, social, it's at our fingertips. We just don't realize it. We we just, we have no clue that 
the person walking past us is someone that we we need to know or we may know who could help us immensely. And and what ends up happening again is we get that paralysis by analysis that keeps us from sharing what's going on in our life, sharing the things that we need. Because inherently, I believe, people want to help people. People want to be needed. They, they want to reach out and, and do something of significance to make a difference in others' lives. I, I, I honestly and truthfully believe that um, with any person that I work with. And, and we can't make that happen without sharing. And, and going to our resource list and saying to those who I'm sure we've helped time in and time out again and again, hey, for once in our relationship, for once in my life, you know all those times you said, if there's anything you need, well, I just, want, I just need to share with you what's going on in my life. So when we put it like that, it's not to say, hey, I need you to do something for me. It's really to take the first step and say to that good friend, that colleague, uh, maybe even that neighbor, someone whose opinion we trust or value, you know what I need? I need to just let you know what's going on. And from there, it's incredible how many options will come from just sharing and building that trust with people in our life and building that tortoise shell as the gladiators did in that famous movie. And, and taking ourselves off of Gilligan's Island, shall we say, and allowing ourselves to, to network with people all around us. Is it possible to share with the wrong person? Well, yes. That's, that's an incredible question. Yes. It, it is possible that you share with the wrong person. It's, it's also possible that uh, you can easily become distracted with what you're sharing and next thing you know you're sharing things that have nothing to do <laughs> with where you want to go in life right there's a lot of possibilities but to remain focused is to remain in the play is to to remain in line with what is it that you are looking to deal with what is it that you're looking to accomplish I, i'm not going to talk to you know just a, a random person about just anything but I am going to go to people that I know and trust, say, in the business world, that, that I know are intelligent people. And I might say to them, hey, listen, just to pick your brain. You know, I've I recently been laid off. And I'm wondering, what do you think might be a good strategy for me? What do you might think would be something that I should look to do? What would you do if you were me? And all of a sudden information starts flowing. All of a sudden, conversation starts flowing. And next thing you know, that's when someone says, you know what, I think I might know someone who could use your talents. And, and one of the things that, that I think we're going to see dramatically in our world today and in the future, especially with what we're dealing with with this pandemic, the people who, who rise to the top and, and make something dramatically amazing come out of this are the people who are willing to shift and reinvent themselves or find out what their true passions are in life and say, you know what, I'm going to go for it. Or get comfortable with sharing where they are in life and all of a sudden you start doing this thing called networking. And that network starts to help you evolve into that next 
level of yourself. That's, that's what I'm seeing right now. And that's what I'm predicting is going to be happening quite soon. Brene Brown always talks about how if you allow your thoughts to stay in the dark, then you don't have, you know, she talks about shame. That's a big thing that she talks about, shame and fear. That if you allow your fears to stay in the dark and not be voiced, that you can never overcome them. It sounds a lot like what you're talking about by, by saying, I need help, by saying that I feel like these things are happening to me and I have no control over them. All of a sudden, you're saying you don't have control over it anymore because I'm voicing that there's an issue. I'm asking for help. So now I've begun to take back control. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, 100%. And, and, and you bring up a, a great person, Brene Brown. And, and Brene Brown, she talks about vulnerability and, and the strength of being vulnerable. And, and for a lot of us, we think of vulnerability as weakness. And, and here's something, you know, to, to you know, reframe. A lot of what I do is, is reframing facts. And, and when I work with, with any level person, whether they're an athlete or an executive or anyone in between, we're constantly reframing the facts that they are providing. So I'm not, I'm not conjuring up ideas. We're just reframing the information giving, given. And what do I mean by that? Well, when we look at scenarios where we have people who are comfortable with sharing their vulnerability, I don't know how to do this. I'm not uh, aware of how this works. For a lot of us, we look at that as a weakness. For a lot of us, the, the ability to openly share what we don't know conjures up fears and anxieties of when we were a kid in grade school and that teacher who we could tell was getting frustrated who said, does any of you have any questions? And none of us put our hand up. Do any of you have any questions what the homework is? And none of us put our hand up. But as soon as the bell rang, we all looked at each other and said, what the hell does she want us to do tonight? Right. When you look at, when you look at the top, top executives in the world, one of the most common things they all say is, I don't know half of what I'm supposed to do, but I know a heck of a lot of what I need to do. And I know I need to bring smarter people in around me. And, and if the best of the best, the best executives the, the people who are, are business savvy and those we might look at as, as most intelligent, whatever it may be that we revere, every single one of those people will tell you, I surround myself with people who can answer the questions to things that I don't know. And there's a lot that I don't know. So I just surround myself with people smarter. So if we were to take that advice and apply it to ourselves, day in and day out, there's the key to success. Asking questions, sharing vulnerability, referring to our list of people that we could go to during times of good and bad. 
As you mentioned at the beginning of your show, there are some people who are using this COVID-19 time to excel and, and to rock it forward. And the reason for it is these are people who've always wanted that time or wanted that opportunity to try something. And now they've got the chance to do it. They, they, they've looked at their little resource list. They've shared their thoughts, ideas, made themselves vulnerable. And they're taking the opportunity, that pausing time, to not be distracted that, by that mental chatter that says, well, I don't know if I can, should I, could I, should I, what should I do, I'm not too sure, maybe I'll start tomorrow. They take all that idle chatter and they push it aside and look at what they want to do as going to Disneyland. It's fun. It, it, it's open. It's exciting. Okay, and, so... And that's the difference. I'm hearing everything you're saying, and I'm trying to pull it back to something that you said earlier, which um, this is what's working through in my head, okay? That beyond the first step of, of asking somebody for help, which enables you to take back control to some aspect, saying, I need some help, so you're, you're asking for control, you're, you're asking for help, is this idea of how can you put some routines back into your life that may have been disrupted by COVID, whether it's an old routine or a new routine. And maybe the routine is you wake up at the same time you used to go to work and you get dressed as if you're going to work versus the yoga pants or the, the sweatpants or the shorts or whatever it, it may be. Um, maybe it's for the people who are excelling, it's something they've always wanted to do. So maybe it's thinking about what's something you've always wanted to do, but never could before because there was so much stuff going on and writing that out. Is, is that sort of, Oh, 100%. It's to find that routine that works and allow it to work. Okay. Allow it to work. And, and in doing such, that's when the productivity really kicks in. Because you're not distracting yourself with coulda, shoulda, woulda feelings. It, it's simply engaging in the process immediately. You know, we talked uh, the other day, you and I, and I asked you the question of, you know, what's the hardest mile in a marathon? Right, and I said the last, and you were like, nope, that's not the last. (laughs) No, it's the first. It's the first, right? It's getting up and going getting up and going like, and we all go through this every single day, you know, the alarm clock goes off and, and we all feel that body ache, body cramp, wish there was, you know, another hour, got to bed a little bit earlier. We all do the same thing again and again and again. But if we could create that, that excitement of something to look forward to every day, getting out of bed is easier. If we are able to create a routine that's going to allow us to recapture 20, 30, 40 minutes in our morning, we're going to be more productive. When we get more productive, that's when we get more energy. When we get more energy, sky's the limit. 
as to what we can do. So whether you're struggling or the other side of the coin of these people that are looking to add options to their life, they're making these changes, it's the same thing. It's creating a routine, and if you don't know what that routine is, ask for help for somebody to help you create that routine and help you stay accountable. 100%, and and maybe part of your routine is asking for help. That's a good one. and seeing the commonality again and again and again. And that you're not alone. There's probably thousands, hundreds of thousands of people out there going through the same thing. Why not get people to support you with what you want to be doing? Well, you know, one of the greatest movies ever made, and this is the inner Italian and me coming out, is, is Rocky. And, and, you know, in that incredible movie, we, we see this, this, person who's down in his luck, who has to train himself to take himself seriously for once in his life, who has to reach out and say, I need help. For once in my life, I need a trainer and I need help. And in doing such, this person not only gets stronger, but he's also pushed into a routine. You're going to get up every morning and I need you to go and run. And then you're going to come to the gym and then we're going to work out. It's creating that routine. Well, in creating that routine, it's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's where real production happens. That's where real results occur for all of us, whether you're an athlete or or a non-athlete. And what I mean by that is being able to say, you know what, I'm comfortable after the 10th, 15th, 20th time sharing with people what's going on in my life and letting them know I could use some help or if there's someone like me that you know that I could network with, pull them in closer, just like the other gladiators did in the middle of that Coliseum, I'd love to do that. And that's when we start developing that momentum for success because now we're surrounding ourselves with people who can, can help us network, they can help us provide not only different options, but are going to help keep us accountable. And, and that's something that, that causes the demise for a lot of people. When we slip into that darkness that you said before and we fall off the radar and we don't stick to a routine, it's very, very easy for us to fall into that dark hole where we get negative routines that happen again and again and again that make it very difficult for us to get out of and to find our mojo. And before you know it, that's when all the emotional elements start kicking in that further drag us deeper and deeper into that ocean of darkness. What we want to say to ourselves is we're not going to let that happen. We're we're, we're going to Get strong, get tight, make it right, and we're going to say to ourselves, we're just going to share what's going on in our life. And it's not to say, I need help. When you have those friends, those family, those people that you trust, that you can connect with, they're going to ask you, what's going on? What's new? Get comfortable sharing. And it's not to say, hey, I need help. I need a a leg up. It's to say, well, let me tell you what's going on. Let me tell you what happened recently. Let me tell you what's been going on in life. And before you know it, that's when people really want to gravitate to you to provide, to provide some sort of support, options, 
And next thing you know, you can hear the trumpets in the background because you're getting your momentum and you're getting your mojo on. The only thing you're missing is the, the Rocky Balboa gray tracksuit. And next thing you know, you're sprinting down the street. There you go and running up the stairs. <laughs> that doesn't mean that you won't have a setback for a moment. It's choosing that you're going to get right back on your routine that next moment. Yeah. And, and, and like what we said a few minutes ago, right? The, the toughest mile in every, in every marathon is the first mile. Right. So if I had to give any of your listeners uh, some homework, okay. well, day one, day one of training goes like this, kids. If you're a person who, who's struggling right now, if you're a person who's trying to find momentum, if you're a person who says, I don't even know what my routine is, if you're that person, all I want you to do today is tell one person. Tell one person in your life in your network, someone who will take you seriously and that will not laugh this off, joke this off, and fluff it away. Tell one person today what's going on in your life. Just tell one person what's going on. You don't need to tell them your dreams, your goals, your ambitions. You just need to tell one person today, this is what's going on in my life. And we've seen it everywhere. This is the perfect time to connect with a friend, a family member, uh, whatever it may be, your neighbor across the street. And, and chewing the fat with these people and reconnecting or just simply being gracious and saying hello. Tell one person today what's going on in your life. And, and that's it. You don't have to ask for help. You don't have to ask for a favor. You don't even have to ask them for a buck. Tell one person today What's going on in your life? Okay, and okay, I want to make sure before national news cuts in and the show is over, how do people reach out to you? I know you have lots of resources that are available to help people. How do they find you? How do they reach out to you? You can reach me at jjay at headsetsports.com. If you go to headsetsports.com, you can connect with me at any point in time. Um, that's my email. If you go to the website that my colleague and I created for athletes and executives uh, that talks about how to create mental routine for success, you can reach us there at any point in time. But if you like to email me directly, it's jay at headsetsports.com. I'd love to, to help anyone I can, and, and uh, I'd love to be a resource for some people who yeah. want to get to that next step in life. I mean, you've really just – I have a page of notes here just from the show today and, and a page of notes from when you and I were talking the other day. And, you know, Dina Moskowitz, your gorgeous, fantastic wife who I love dearly, who said <laughs> for the last year plus – you have to talk to Jason. You have to have him on the show. And through a lot of reasons, it never happened. I'm so glad that oh. I finally got you on the show. I, I'm so happy that, that I've gotten a chance to connect with you. And then for any of your listeners um, that, that will be listening to this, what I can tell you, your fans, is this. We simply said hello to each other, and, and almost an hour and a half went by, and I didn't even know where I was. It, it, it was one of those conversations that was incredible. You've just done it to me again two days in a row, and I can't thank you enough for 
just spending the time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it, Laura. Well, I'm so grateful because I know that you've helped my listeners. And the show is all about helping people learn new questions to ask, ways to shift their perspectives around what's going on for them. And that's it. the world has changed, but that doesn't mean that it's done. It just means that shift your routine, create a routine. And I love that concept. It, I find the simplest ones to execute are the easiest. So as you said, you want everybody to just go to somebody they trust if they're struggling or even if they're not struggling, if they're doing incredibly and say, this is what's happening for me right now. That's a beautiful thing. And that's the first step. Awesome. So, so much, Jay. And I think Thank I'm going to have to have back on the show. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. I hope so. You be well. Thank you so much for today. All right, everybody. Remember, the right questions can change your life. What are you asking today? And who are you asking it of? And remember, you are not alone. If you need help, come out to me. Reach out to Jay. We are here to help you. Have a great day, everyone. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.